Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the owner of Sandler Training, Michael Castiglion. You can learn more about Michael Castiglion at his website, michaelcastiglion.sandler.com. Michael, welcome to the show. Jen, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm very happy to have you. I just wanted to ask real briefly, uh, how's, uh, how's 2021 treating you? <laughs> 2021 has been an interesting year outside of business so far. Inside, it's been fantastic. Awesome. Um, a lot of people trying to, to get to the next level as they looked at 2020 and wanted to sunset everything that happened and forget, forget what happened in 2020. But more importantly, people are doing business in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone now realizes it's not about pivoting. It's now about you know, knowing where your vision is and then heading there. So mm. people have pivoted, people are now looking to grow, and 2021 is about achieving those goals. Yeah. I like how you said that you hinted that 2020 was sort of the year of pivoting for many businesses. And it sounds to me from what you're telling me that a lot of people are maybe like done pivoting and it's just about, um, you know, focusing on that vision. Um, You know, to me, sometimes I feel like having a vision is like setting intentions and then kind of seeing where that takes you. You know, it's not necessarily about a particular destination, but it's more about like, this is my vision and I want to see it realize. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I love it. And again, you have to start with a vision. Otherwise, you're just walking aimlessly or you know, trying to grow aimlessly. You have no strategy. You have no real focus on how you're going to grow your business. So you have mm-hmm. to start with that vision and then fill in a plan to get there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a vision, but then they don't have the plan. Mm-hmm. And during 2020, we had a lot of time to reflect, a lot of time to change. And now business is, is changing how we function. You know, telecommunications, as we sit here, you know, virtually is becoming the predominant way to do business. And those who are familiar with walking into someone's office and shaking someone's hand, you know, it's not that those will never happen again. It's just it's not it's going to happen way less frequent when we go back to this virus being gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we continue to grow, as we continue to learn, people are going to be way more efficient and we can still have that interpersonal communication through Zoom or, you know, whatever the the platform you're using and still Mm -hmm. have that body language communication included. Yeah, I like that you say that because I remember last year uh, I was listening to this uh, HR person just really talk about um, the impact of having to work from home and really uh, losing that uh, kind of physical connection with people or maybe just that general um, motivation to be more productive because you're around people. Uh, now, I'd like to think that's mainly in, um, that's mainly extroverts. I think introverts tend to thrive more alone, hence me, why I'm in my own home office here and why I've been doing pretty well in 2020, to be quite honest. Um, but it is kind of interesting how um, the way we're going to communicate or the way we are communicating is so different now. However, um, I think we can still, uh, what do you call it? Like, translate like how we used to interact to to today's times and it could still be effective what do you think about that 100 percent. and again I, I have a line that i love to use when i'm you know i still prospect every single day and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask i'll finish the call when i set up a meeting to meet you know jen is this the best number to reach you on or would you prefer a zoom call mm. and for those who are listening that line it's great it, it shifts it from only voice and tonality to mm-hmm. now 
interpersonal. You can now see body language. And for those who aren't comfortable with it, they'll say no. Mm-hmm. And my, my numbers are about 90% of people say, yeah, let's Zoom. Right. And those who don't, it's one of two reasons. It's early in the morning. They don't want to get up and do their hair <laughs> or they're driving. And, right. you know, so an informal conversation and they don't want to be at their desk. So it's like, hey, I got 15, 20 minutes. I'll be driving during that time. Don't want to turn a camera on. So right. I, I think, you know, we can sit here and have a, a, a conversation in person, but virtual. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to supplement it. For those who used to do lunches, it's like, hey, let me call Grubhub. Let me send you a lunch. We can still sit here and eat and, and, and enjoy a lunch together, but it's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those things are going to happen. People are going to travel a little bit less. So those who are traveling every single week or you know, a couple times a month, that's going to shrink. And they, they say probably about 60% less travel into the future where they'll incorporate telecommunications as long as the conversation's facilitated well, right? Mm-hmm. If it's awkward or chunk, like the, the reception's bad, like, you know, you have a Wi-Fi connection and you're in your basement and you're nowhere near it. Well, that's mm-hmm. frustrating. Right, if right. People are learning to be, you know, hard-lined in or right next to your Wi-Fi, minimizing the use on it so that you can have clear communication. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way. Um, so funny thing, this took me forever to figure this out, but I actually have my ethernet like plugged into my laptop, but I didn't know you had to turn off your Wi-Fi to like use the ethernet. I literally just learned this a couple days ago and I'm here complaining about how my internet upstairs is like always bad. And ever since I, I fixed it, cause I saw my husband do it on his computer and I was like, oh, that's how you use the ethernet. Like literally took me a whole year almost of the pandemic for me to realize that. And now I feel like I can engage with people pretty well. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Perfect. It's flawless reception. So love it. I love it. Well, uh, Mike, one thing I want to bring up about you that I uh, find really fascinating is that you've had 14 years of real world coaching, professional training and leadership development. That's a long time to have that kind of experience. Can you tell us about that, about that journey of 14 years? Yeah. I mean, ever since I was little, I was always gravitated towards the word leadership. Hmm. You know, it was always appealing to me. It was like that North Star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in my undergrad, I always joined like leadership and I didn't really know what it was. I was evolving. it. Mm-hmm. And really where I look at leadership, it's how you impact others. Mm. You know, I think we're a little bit, you're the introvert, I'm the extrovert, more of an omnivert. I love working with people. I love seeing them thrive mm. and getting what's inside out. Um, and that's really where I put my focus in my work is making sure that others are thriving through my, you know, efforts and, you know, I started at as a professor at Loyola Marymount. Mm-hmm. I was I ran a teaching and um, coaching program there. Mm-hmm. Did that for about eight years or so, and then I shifted into Sandler, where it's still the same focus on um, intrinsic change, but now more on business development. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's been a challenge because working with adults is is always a, a challenge. So mm-hmm. you know, nothing changes from little kids to to big kids. And coaching is very challenging. So you have to want it. So it comes back to mindset and being able to qualify if someone in front of you is someone that you can work with mm-hmm. and you know, so not forcing it. So that's something I've learned over the last you know, 15 years or so is it starts with mindset first and foremost. Does someone want to change? Mm-hmm. And then, so that was like one of my biggest learning pieces. And now as I continue to push, they may want it, but do they want to work for it? Mm. And then that's the second part is you have to now do it because we can go and get motivated. We can listen to a great podcast and get pumped up and, 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 you know, feel good. But if you don't do it, you don't do the behaviors that are necessary, 
like we talked about, you can have a vision, but if you don't create the plan, the plan is the behaviors. Mm -hmm. So that's been one of my biggest journey lessons over the last 15 years is you got to create the plan and then you got to do the behaviors. Yeah. I like how you said earlier that, uh, you know, for you, leadership is about how you impact others and getting the inside out. And you also mentioned the way that I interpret that is, like you said, um, work with the mindset first. You have to have to want it internally so that you can go get it. Did I hear that right? Absolutely. Again, leadership's a choice. And mm-hmm. you know that's been one of my mantras. I heard it from one of my mentors. Leadership's a choice. Mm-hmm. And too many times in, in workplaces, it's you've either been here the longest or you're the best. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get promoted in rank. Mm-hmm. Not that you want to. And that creates a lot of static sometimes because they're, you know, these professionals are fantastic at what they did, mm-hmm. but that's not what they want to do. So take sales, for example, when you have like the lone shark or lone wolf syndrome, that someone's great out mm-hmm. in the field. Mm-hmm. Then you bring them in to mentor and coach and, and be a manager. And then it's like, Hey, this is what I do. Why can't you just do that? Stupid. You know, and it, they don't know how to teach and coach them. They don't have those skills. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. We can teach that. You know, we can teach the right way to coach and mentor, but you have to want it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes first. So, so many people get put into a position and they don't want it or they don't know how. Right. And the second one we can definitely fix. It's the first one we can't. Mm. So it's not the, the desire to do that position. That's where the static is created. That reminds me of the quote, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And it's about finding those people that want to drink the water. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. And- you know, you got to find the right people. You know, that goes with any business. You know, mm-hmm. you got to find the right people who qualify for your product or service. You can't force it. You know, there's mm-hmm. 8 billion people on this planet. You just have to go and find it. And going to find it is hard. It's hard work. You know, a lot of people grow their business on referrals. Mm-hmm. But when that's not working, you know, 2020, when that, in essence, got shut off because everyone was struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, when people had to go out and prospect again. It was hard and they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where having the right behaviors, knowing how to do it and when to do it became just critically important. Mm-hmm. And wanting to do it, right? Because I think that the how-tos will come if you have that desire to actually want to do it. Um, and then obviously the coaching, if you don't know how to do the how-tos, right? <laughs> well, exactly. And Jen, I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of people don't want to prospect. <laughs> you it's know, very true. Whether it's picking up the phone and e- you know, emailing, um, LinkedIn, there's a lot of noise on LinkedIn. There's a lot of noise in emailing. Everyone's going virtual and people mm-hmm. are forgetting the old fashioned, pick up the phone, mm-hmm. you know, pick up the phone, make a warm call, pick up the phone, call, do a cold call. Make, as long as you have a niche and you're not what I call the, you know, selling knives at, at dinner time routine, just hoping and praying that someone's going to, you have a focus of who you're calling. It goes back to the mindset. Do you believe your product and service mm-hmm. is valuable? And then yeah. You just have to go out and find more people. They will tell you if they're interested or not. But mm-hmm. until you do, until you go out there and find more people, you don't know. So it's essential to grow your business and prospecting. Yeah, definitely. I think part of the hump that a lot of people have to go over is realizing that when people say no, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean death for you. You know, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. They're they're at least telling you upfront if they want it or not. And I like to tell myself that, you know, rejection is redirection. It's like, if you're going to say no to me, I'm going to go to someone else. I'm going to go to someone. I'm going to get enough no's until I get a yes. I'm stealing that. Rejection is redirection. <laughs> yeah, there's a full quote to it. But yeah, just that's, that's, I shortened it. 
bacon. I like it short and sweet. And no is my second favorite word. We mm. always want the yes, mm-hmm. right? And yes, to me, let me define that. Yes is a clear next step. Yes mm-hmm. means we're going to sit down and have another meeting with clear expectations, or we're going to do business together. Mm-hmm. Yes is in a, hey, let's connect down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a yes to me. That's a think it over, and that's mm-hmm. not what I want. And a no is, a, I love it. The no is, the rejection is redirection. It mm-hmm. is a clear expectation between two professionals is there's not a fit yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean we can't get in touch down the road, but we're a no for now. There's none of this think it over and like, let me hem and haw. You know, I don't want to hurt your feelings by telling you that I'm not interested because it's not personal. It has nothing right. to do with you as the person, it has to do with the business. We have a hard time separating who we are from our roles. Mm. Personal. So right. I love that idea that, you know, you seek out the no. Obviously, we prefer the yes, but don't, don't let any, anything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, powerful. So, um, Michael, with Sandler training, uh, give us a case study. You know, um, whether it's a, a client or a company or whoever, like if someone walks through your virtual doors in this case and wants to work with you, take us through that process. So, first and foremost, we go and see if there's a fit. Hmm. And, you, you know, I always practice what I preach sit down, ask some questions, get to understand them. Mm-hmm. You know, many different types of organizations sit in front of me, you know, every single day. And the key is to find the fit and the need. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mentioned leading the horse to water. I don't mm-hmm. want to lead them to water if they're not thirsty. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the need, I'm not, there's no tr- trickery. The goal is to grow. Mm-hmm. And we focus on three things. Mm-hmm. We talked about attitude, right? First and foremost, attitude. Second is behavior. So that's what you do every day, week, month. And then obviously with business development, you've got technique. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be sold in 2021, John. You know, people can go online and they can get more information than your sales professionals can provide them. Right. What they want is to find a good consultant, a good fit, someone who's going to understand them. So we teach them how to ask better questions and really understand the challenges that those organizations are facing. Mm-hmm. So case study, I'll, I'll give you a, a COVID one. Um, colleague reached out, said, hey, I'm interested in a book. Mm-hmm. Send me a book. I want, I want to get better right now. Mm. Right. Let, let's talk. And what are you really looking for? Mm. And they were doing pretty good. And uh, financial services, um, doing pretty good, but just wanted to, to get to the next level, wanted to challenge themselves. So I'm like, if you really want to grow, this is, this is what I pr- propose. And it's our program and to which he started working. And within three months, he had increased 400%. Wow. So, you know, his number one focus was the behaviors. So mm-hmm. he did some calls. He did some prospecting. But he didn't have a focused agenda. And every day he didn't wake up with an intention. This is what I'm going to do. And when my head hits the pillow, I know it's a successful day because I made this many dials, this many reach outs, this many warm calls. I'm fine tuning that Mm -hmm. and focusing on his questioning because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, he was sounding salesy. Mm -hmm. No one wants to sound sales. He sounded like he was selling his product and service. And when he stopped doing that, and then start asking questions and learning more about the people in front of them, he could then direct them. Mm-hmm. So he was qualifying them at a much higher level. And that's incredibly important. So he would have more conversations, qualifying them better. And he went from, you know, one client a month to four, increased mm-hmm. in revenue 400% and, you know, keeps it going. He's now got a plan every single day. He goes through it. And so 
not everyone increases 400% in the first couple months, mm -hmm. um, but about 20 to 30% is typical. Yeah, I love that. Um, I kind of want to get into like the do's and do nots of selling. Sure. So um, what are the common ways or common things that people say where it's like, okay, you definitely sound like you're selling? Well, they talk about features and benefits. Mm. They don't listen. Mm. And so many times people ask questions mm -hmm. and they don't listen. They wait for their turn to talk. Mm. So they have a pitch prescribed. They're going to say whatever they're going to say. And they're not listening to the words mm -hmm. that the prospect in front of them. So don't, don't wait for your turn to talk. You know, listen <laughs> to the words. Listen if there's any frustrations in there and ask questions, intuitive questions. You know, go back to your childhood where mm -hmm. you had that playful curiosity and, you know, grow from there. So some, so do's, ask good questions mm -hmm. um, and go for the no. Mm. So, so if you're hearing, oh, I'm not interested or get back to me in six months, you know, just go for a polite no. It sounds like this isn't an urgent matter for you. Mm -hmm. you know, should we take you off our list? Mm. I don't want to bother anybody. I like that. You know, and if they say, you know what, this, it makes sense to re-engage in six months. It's just X, Y, and Z. Well, tell me about X, Y, and Z. You know, mm -hmm. be curious. You know, whenever someone has a stellar objection, ask, ask about it. Mm -hmm. So be bold. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to cower away, but be bold in your questions. So if someone's going to push back of, oh, this is expensive or this, just probe on that. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by it's expensive? What were you hoping for? Mm -hmm. What else have you seen? So then you continue to get them to articulate where they're at. And knowledge is power in 2021. Right. That's everything. And if you know more about them, you can shepherd them to know we're not a good fit. Or we can shepherd them to, does it make sense to sit down and have the next steps? You said six months, but it sounds like this is a little urgent. Mm. Does it make sense to put something on the calendar a little bit closer? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I can't fathom. can't force them. But if they're like, you know what, it does make sense. I like what you're talking about. You're not forcing me to do anything. Then, yeah. So yeah. Those, would be, those would be your basic do's and don'ts. Yeah, I think uh, I, I really like. Um, I think the reason why it's so in important to ask questions is because you do sh display to the person you're trying to sell to that you want to listen to them, like you want to get to know them, and I think that's really the power of asking questions. Well, that's the beauty, and you know the stereotype when someone says sales. Mm -hmm. It's the 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 sneaky, sleazy, slimy used cars professional. Sorry for those who are out there that that. <laughs> embody that demographic but it's they're trying to trick you mm -hmm. and you know desperation and all of those they're very stinky so when you you're coming off as you don't really care the person across from you knows it we're humans we're too smart you know we talked about how we're communicating mm -hmm. we pick it up in the tonality we pick it up in the body language you don't care you mm -hmm. just want to deal so that's where i'm saying as you listen and you implore empathetic listening and you listen to what they're doing they really understand that you care and I'd much right. rather have someone who's empathetic and assertive than aggressive. Mm. So you, you know the, the tagline, I can sell ice to an Eskimo. Mm -hmm. Hate it. I hate it. Because I'm, it's not about being aggressive and tricking someone to get mm -hmm. them to use something they don't need. But it's really about listening to them, qualifying them, and getting them to act. Mm -hmm. You know, Getting them to act is much different than closing. Right. You know, the ABPs always be closing and the aggressive... You know, it's ABQ, always be qualifying. Mm. So I want to make sure I'm qualifying and qualifying is yes or no. So the ABCs, you eliminate the no, but that's not fair. 
right? You're forcing them to do something they don't want. And in 2021, people have too many choices that they're going to see right through your BS and go with your competition anyways. They might agree because they don't know how to get out of your web of, of assertiveness, mm-hmm. but then they're going to have buyer remorse, leave, and then use your competition because they trust them. Right, right. Uh, there's a phrase. There's a a phrase I learned early on. It's called commission breath. Uh, you know when someone <laughs> is just trying to sell you because they want your commission, um, or they want to yeah make money off of you. I, I'm curious to know, and I know that uh, you know the intention when asking questions is you know to be curious and genuinely want to get to know a person. Um, what has been maybe the most uh, frequent or commonly used question that you recommend our, our listeners use um, if this is their first time, you know, really practicing that? Sure. That's a great question, Jen. Could you tell me more about that? Oh, okay. So <laughs> I feel like you caught me here. <laughs> you, you saw it right in the middle of it. That's my favorite question, right? Love it. Tell me more about that. That's it. Wow. And you were going to go into it. But I was. That, I did. That, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> you asked me a question, another question. <laughs> that's it. That's it right there. So that's my favorite question. Everyone who's in my program knows it. I say it every single class because Mm. can you tell me more about that? So -hmm. for example, if we were to role play it out, someone might say, you know, I'm I'm frustrated with something. Mm -hmm. You know, I I totally understand that. Empathy. Tell Mm. me more about your frustration. As opposed to, oh, let me help you get rid of it. We could do A, B, C, D, feature feature benefit, feature benefit. Right, right. No. So stop telling them what you can do but and start listening to them. Mm. If, if they're like, it's been going on for a while, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. What have you done? What, what, what have you tried? Is it working? So first and foremost, tell me more about that. You get your prospect talking, mm-hmm. they're going to articulate what's going on. And then, like I said, are you listening for the words that they're using? Are they using emotional triggers? They're frustrated. They're tired. They're annoyed. Mm. You know, are they talking about different ideas? You know, I'm interested in this. You know, I was energized for this. You know, my vision is this. Tell me more about your vision. Mm -hmm. So that would be, if anyone's listening, that's the best question to ask. You know, get started there. And then from there, obviously, you want to focus it down to really understand, is it something you can solve? Mm -hmm. So tell me more about that. And then we focus it down through other questioning techniques. Wow. Well, Michael, I feel like we achieved our goal today in our conversation to share a lot of tangible takeaways. So thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Um, Before we get going, anything else that you want our listeners to know about you or just any parting advice? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. You know, Mm -hmm. I I love the the social aspect of it. We're all virtual right now. Mm -hmm. I do an open session every month. So this is, if you listen to something, you like what we're doing, the, the trainings are live. They're in person, well, Zoom person, and just connect with me on LinkedIn. Say, hey, you know, heard you. We're very interested in connecting, even if it's just to connect. And I'd be more than happy to invite you to my next open session or just have a conversation about business and see how two business professionals can help each other. So, Fantastic. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Jen, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Michael Castiglione. He is the owner of Sandler Training, and you can learn more about him at his website, michaelcastiglione.sandler.com. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, 
please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.